What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 5, Episode 3 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much, everybody. Just happy to be here. Now for that meaty, <laughs> meaty E3 coverage. That was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> you know, but I hope you guys liked it. And uh, we're back. Hopefully the shorter one. You know, no fingers crossed, but I doubt it. So uh, no promises. No promises. No promises. <laughs> And of course, this show wouldn't be a show without Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, homie? Not much, man. Just uh, going after the uh, after E3 malaise a bit, you know, just like uh, going off of that high, you know, it's look for that next gaming dose, gaming news dose that that is. So. <laughs> and b- back yeah, to the need, usuals, need back to, to work. That. Yes, I know. <laughs> Uh, back to work, uh, just uh, keeping on, keeping on on there. Just mm-hmm. trying to decide what I'm going to be playing this summer a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, we talked a little bit about our our little break from Destiny 2, you know. So mm-hmm. keep yeah. it on, keep it on. You know, we'll see. So, Well, all right. Well, speaking of uh, what we've been playing, uh, we're going to get into that. That's going to be our first talk topic on the docket. So Dez, why don't you kick things off and let the fine folks know what you've been in, what's been in your gaming rotation this week? Well, I mean, the mostly the only thing that's been in my rotation mostly was uh, um, I put the uh, the Iceborne demo for um, Monster Hunter. So that was the one game that I was playing a lot of. I re- re-downloaded it, put it in there, and I had been fun. Was having a bit of fun. Uh, was playing Dauntless a little bit as well. Um, I figured I'd play the clone, you know, but you know you can't you, you can't rest, you know, when when you got Iceborne and you got real Monster Hunter. So once the Iceborne DLC came out, I was like, okay, time to go back and play the big the granddaddy. So that's what I've been playing. <laughs> you know, I just had to, you know, that's pretty much all you know I've been playing mostly. Work's been pretty crazy, so. But uh, I am, you know, been really enjoying it. I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, so I'll save you know, my critique of it, uh, until then. So Joe, what have you been playing? I've been playing a few odds and ends on there. Um, mainly I've been buffeting on borderlines Two still. And then just, uh, I am enjoying what I'm playing, but I'm kind of trudging through on true vault hunter mode. I'm uh, doing the tiny Tina's dragons keep DLC on there. And it's just like, uh, you know, I, I am enjoying what I'm doing, but I just want to be done with it in a way too. I kind of want to dig into the, um, DLC. They just brought out, uh, the bridge between borderlands two and borderlands three on there. So I'm definitely looking to getting into that, but you know, it's just, you know, regular difficulty was too easy for me with borderlands two. uh, true vault hunter. It just seems like it's ramping up just kind of, it's kind of been more of a slog a little bit, and I hate to say it, but uh, I've been enjoying what I'm playing. But, you know, it's like, you know, just have it, fighting enemies a couple of levels higher and, you know, you know, trying to have to actually strategize and as opposed to just walking through everything. I mean, it's good for gameplay elements, of course, but uh, 
you know also i've been uh, playing my uh, cabinet a little bit more um you know my friend nick um pretty much we talked about last episode modded a uh, cabinet for me so i've been kind of dipping into some uh, retro pie and some uh, retro arcade games i've been mainly playing a lot of samurai showdown 4 on there along with some like a new rally x that old valley midway game and actually it's namco uh, game from back in the day kind of like pac-man with cars on that so i just i've been enjoying just sitting down and relaxing with the cabinet a little bit so and i know kev you came over and we were playing some uh, wild ass japanese uh um 2d fighting game for a little bit uh and i don't even know it's like a hoemi inubu ryu rai rai it was the name of the game <laughs> on there so i i own it and it's like you know I kind of wish they would have translated it into English because just reading that off, it's just like uh, it's not, and it doesn't roll off the tongue a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, in fact, uh, after we got done playing our multiplayer session last week, uh, I actually was firing up and playing the single player a little bit, which wasn't too bad. But you know, I was just enjoying just doing some casual one-on-one fighting on there. So it's got got me thinking about, this, especially with uh, us going to Evo coming up next month as far as kind of dipping into and getting playing some more fighting games at least so i mean playing samurai showdown for a bit on my cab and then samurai showdown uh, the remake coming out this tuesday kind of got me going a little bit in the fighting game direction so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other than that and buying more games that's pretty much what i've been up to <laughs> since our last episode yeah but you haven't i know you just played uh judgment or just bought judgment have you played it yet I have not played it yet, no. Okay. I'm going to dip into it for sure. You know, I got it early because some guy was selling on eBay for only $40. No no judgment on him, but <laughs> he was selling it like two weeks early too on that. So it's like I almost thought about leaving him some feedback. It says, oh, so, so cheap. It's almost a steal. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you sure it's not a bootleg, bootleg, bootleg? Oh, I'm I'm almost assuming it got stolen, or I don't know what the deal is. Why he's charging twenty dollars less than retail and selling it early? <laughs> I don't know whether they mm. they fell off the truck at the PlayStation manufacturing where they pressed the discs, mm. or whether he got a nice box because he was selling about I say about thirty to forty different copies on there and selling them on eBay for like twenty bucks lower than retail. So. Mm. <laughs> makes me question but it's okay i don't question. ask me no questions i tell you no lies <laughs> yes exactly. of course yes <laughs> yes and it, it didn't seem like any off off put like chinese knockoff or anything like that so yeah it's not like a bootleg press or something like that so okay it wasn't like judgment time or something like that. <laughs> no <laughs> it's that's an authentic ps4 disc so i'm looking to tear into that because for one, you don't have to catch up with all the Yakuza lore, and you could just dive right into it. And uh, plus, the fact that you know they did decide to do a dub this time because of the fact uh, um, it's a new game on there, and so Sega's really pushing forward on the um, fact that they did go ahead and, and do multiple languages as far as the uh, scripting and the dubbing um, with that. So. Mm-hmm. And, I think the game warrants some attention. I hope it does get the attention that it deserves. We'll see. So, yeah, I plan on picking it up myself. I don't know exactly when though. Um, uh, I got some some the wife and I got some activities coming up. Uh, I've got a vacation coming up next month, so I'm kind of 
depending on what we wind up doing, because we don't have anything planned specifically, it'll determine when, when I get you know a couple of the games that I want to pick up this summer. Well, uh, let our listeners know there is a deal at Target right now for selected games. Judgment actually officially does not come out until Tuesday retail, but they have a certain promotion right now that they're offering 30% off selected games. Um, if you go and either do an in-store pickup or do the drive-up and pick up your game and not even get out of your car and be a lazy butt on there. So, but, uh, there are some new games included with that promotion that both me and Kevin picked up uh, Crash Team Racing yesterday, or today, actually, So mm-hmm. on there. So there's a possibility Judgment might be on there. And 30% off on Judgment, that's yeah. 18 bucks off, man. I don't know. So not as good as the you know $20 off I just got, but that might be something for you to grab up too, Kevin. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, as for me, I've been playing uh, been playing some Destiny 2, and I came to the rela- realization, uh, gosh, this has to be maybe towards, uh, I, it has to be like maybe Friday, this past Friday night, I was running some uh, season of opulence, the, uh, the Menagerie, and I just don't like the Menagerie. I, I don't like it at all. It's just a... Um, I was hoping it would be more along the lines of what they did with uh, Prison of Elders, which, in my opinion, was the is the still is the best activity that you can do in Destiny. And I was hoping it would be kind of a, a revisit of that, and it really isn't. It's it's kind of like that you spawn in, you move around on the Leviathan. It's this, I guess it's a new section. I've never done the Leviathan raid, so I don't know if it's new or not. And you go from, you maneuver through the ship and you go from one small arena to the next. And each of these small arenas are filled with, uh, I guess there are 700 power enemies, 720, 715, something like that. And it's just a spawn die, spawn die type of thing. You run around for a little bit till you get killed, and you rinse and repeat. And it's timed, I think. I think the 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 shorter time you complete it, the more rewards you get, or or something like that. It has something to do with it because it's a timed event. Uh, you don't run out of time to complete it, but I think the lower your time is, it has something to do with the gear that you're going to wind up getting. And it's not fun, at least not for me. It's, um, like I said, it's just a whole bunch of spawn die. The other thing that I'm not liking is the grind for Imperials, which is the currency that you need to use to upgrade your chalice. The, and I've been looking on YouTube to find the, the better, you know, everyone claims to have the easiest way, the quickest way to get Imperials, but the long and the short of it is that you have to do, you have to buy these uh, boosts and the boosts are expensive and you have to run the, run your usual activities. You got to do strikes, you got to go into crucible, got to go into, uh, you know, do, do some of your weekly challenges and these certain boosts will, give you a chance or an increased chance of earning additional or, or earning Imperials and the stuff that you're already doing. And it's the, the price of Imper- the, the price of upgrading your chalice is just ridiculous. Some of your 
the rune slots are going to cost you upwards of 6,000 Imperials. And the rate that you get Imperials, uh, even with the boost, in my opinion, doesn't justify that. I mean, the, the grind is real. Now, you're at, your progress is saved between all your characters with regards to the chalice. So everyone said, well, you just have to, you know, just, just you're going to share those resources between your characters. So just do the same stuff with the, with, you know, with your other character and all, and you'll be able to get those, uh, those Imperials that way. Uh, there's also a Menagerie Triumph uh, page. And as you complete Triumphs on that, you earn, I think, 500 Imperials per Triumph that you do. Um, but it's still a grind. And it's it's probably the grindiest activity that I play. Uh, I'll I'll put it that way, and it's just not very fun. So I think I'm I'm retiring my guardian <laughs> for lack of a really of a better word. Yeah, wow. I, I think I'm done. Um, there's a the Iron Banner is running right now, and the there is a grenade launcher, something of the swarm. I've 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 had a bajillion and one things of the swarm grenade launchers before, but with this last update, it it basically turned that grenade launcher into a god tier weapon. It's a boss melter or something like that. So I may revisit and do some IB just to try to get that um, that grenade launcher, but I'm not even really feeling the pinnacle weapon quests right now. Um, I did get the oxygen. That was before the Menagerie update, and they have this other one that's called the Windigo, which is supposed to be like the A-plus number one um uh, grenade, grenade, uh, or, or actually DPS weapon in the game. Period. At least by what what some of these YouTubers are saying. And I may pursue that, but I'm not going to be playing every day. Uh, I will pursue that as I do, you know, just stuff that's the 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 stuff that's going to get me like the guaranteed gear. But the the season of opulent stuff, it just isn't fun. So I'm. I'm not really going to be messing with Destiny a whole lot uh, for the foreseeable future. Wow. And the new content that's coming out in September is not a guaranteed buy for me. I'm I'm going really? to have to see. Yeah, I'm going to have to see what it is exactly is going to be in that content before I make that purchase. And it's not, I don't want to sound like I'm coming through it, you know, like I'm hating on Destiny. I don't even want to know what my hours in Destiny have been up to this point. The last time uh, I looked into it, it was something like 700 plus hours. So I, I, I'm sure it's a, it's more than that now. And I don't want to sit here and sound like a hypocrite and and try and say that I haven't enjoyed Destiny too because I have. Uh, I've got. Uh, multiple times my money's worth of the game. But I think it's come to a point now where the content that's being released, um, A, is not respecting my time. I'm talking specifically about the season of opulence. And B, it, it's it's just not fun. It's almost like, it's kind of sort of like they were this this content came and I have no idea when how this stuff was planned out 
around the departure from Activision. But it just kind of feels like, well, we got to come up with something until we can really come out with some with content that's going to signify that's going to give you the bungee stamp. Like this is what this is what we want to do with Destiny. And I just don't see the season of opulence being it, at, le- at least not for me. So. Uh, so my my guardian is is hanging up his boots uh, <laughs> for Turning my guardian part. and Desmond's guardian. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, I just see if you want your details. I did look them up while you were talking and you have played 577 hours and seven minutes of Destiny 2. OK. Okay, so that uh, okay, it was the seven hundred was must have been for Destiny One. And, on top, yeah, Destiny One, you're seven hundred fifty four hours in. So. What about me? <laughs> Got to be really lacking. Let's see, we're live. We're live. So. <laughs> and you're Nemo Tigger, right? Nemo yeah. Tigger. All right, live statistics right here, right now. Dun, 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 dun. You are 427 hours into Destiny 1 and 206 hours into Destiny 2. I'm so. lacking. <laughs> you are lacking. Let's check my statistics just to end, end all be all here. Uh, all together for me. Let's see here. Uh, 447 hours in Destiny 2. So, yeah, wow, I'm, I'm pretty behind you on here. Uh, Destiny 1, though? 1,051 hours and 16 minutes. So. <laughs> what was that? 1,051 hours and 16 minutes in Destiny 1. Wow. For Destiny 1, uh, you, Desmond, 427 hours See, and 29 minutes. Yeah, not so. enough. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, by, and 500 hours is by no means a lot when it comes to what, what people who are still enjoying the game are doing. Uh, I'm sure I'm way behind on the bell curve when it comes to people who are actively uh, who are doing the raids and doing the uh, the the gambit runs and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't enjoyed my time with the game. I have, but it's just time for me to to stop. <laughs> maybe <laughs> play it's other just, things. It's, maybe. it's just not really fun, and I and I got other stuff that I want to play. So, uh, moving on from that, I picked up Crash Team Racing, uh, Nitro Refueled, or whatever the subtitle is on that game. That game is a blast, and it's hard as nails in the single player, uh, which is what I remember from the original, and I'm and I'm loving it. Um, you're, there's a lot of skill involved when doing your power sliding. It's a little bit different than how they do it in Mario Kart. Uh, as you go into a power slide, uh, a meter fills up, and the closer you get to the edge of that meter without it, it without it expiring, uh, the longer your individual boosts are going to be. And if you can boost up to, th- you can get up to three times boost in a single turn. And if you do that, then you'll go into like this maximum boost, which will propel you even a little bit further and farther. Uh, once you come out of that turn and it's super fast it's a lot of fun um i like it a lot more than the uh sonic team racing game uh that i tried over at your house joe um uh, sonic sonic racing transformed is definitely a better game in in my opinion 
You mean uh, Crash Team Racing? You just said something. No, no, I'm, I'm talking, what I'm talking about. Oh, the about old one, the, the old one. Yeah, the, the oh. comparison between the new Sonic Racing game that's out now and Sonic Racing Transform. Uh, Transform is better com- between those two. Yeah. Uh, and because uh, I, I was kind of debating on picking uh, the new S- Sonic Racing game up as well. Um, after playing CTR, I'm 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 not going to do that. This this will this will satiate my my kart racing for a while. <laughs> so so I'm very happy with that. Haven't jumped online yet. I'm just kind of working my way through the story mode before I do all that stuff to unlock all the uh, the cool skins and the uh, the characters and whatnot before I jump into the online. And the last thing I've been playing has been uh, Days Gone. Still enjoying that game. Uh, fought my first horde. Uh, I'm still in the process of fighting the horde because I made the, the, the stupid mistake. Well, it wasn't stupid because I didn't know I'd be doing this. It's a story mission uh, in which I'm getting ready to fight a horde and I just had the wrong gear. So I had to reload a prior save and go back. So I have to do like one or two little minor things before I can get back to that point, uh, which isn't going to be a, a major deal. But at least now I'll have the proper gear to take on this horde uh, in the story. Still enjoying the game, still having fun with it. I feel like I'm, I should be closing in on the, and I said this last time, <laughs> but. I feel that I'm kind of closing in on the uh, ending scenario, like the real ending scenario, because uh, I won't spoil anything, but Deacon's goal has been met, uh, at least uh, on the surface level of why he's out there in the first place. So um, definitely enjoying the story and seeing and seeing how this character has developed from the beginning of the game uh, uh, until now. So. Uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing uh, this past week. And, folks, we got some feedback. Uh, we got hit up by our listener, Alberco, and we're going to jump into that section right now. So I'll go ahead and read Alberco's uh, t- tweet to us uh, regarding his impressions and his uh, of E3. Hi guys, E3 was not bad, but definitely not great. I think the Nintendo Direct was my favorite presentation. The real bummer was that there was zero news on Metroid Prime. Biggest surprise was Final Fantasy VIII Remastered and Breath of the Wild 2. I was happy to see more info on Astral Chain. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. uh, That's from our listener, Albercos, or Al. Thank you so much for that feedback. Yeah, thank and, you, Al. Uh, yes. And, f- folks, you can hit us up, and we'll address this toward the end of the show, but you can hit us up with your feedback at gamingvessels at gmail.com, as well as our individual uh, Twitter feeds. But, uh, Des, Joe, do you guys have anything you want to uh, b- bounce off of uh, Alberco's comments to us? No, I have to agree. I thought, you know, Nintendo Direct, you know, was, was a lot of fun. Uh, I I mean yeah, I still thought that you know so much link, you know it's not a bad thing, but I just want I just want a new IP that that's like I pray please give us a new IP you know, but yeah I mean again I I don't think that it was 
like the the best E3, you know. Granted, I haven't. I'm not super invested in E3, like like a lot of people, you know, generally are. I know that you know Joe especially is super invested, you know. So I watch it and I play, and it's fun. Um, but but yeah, I thought it was just you know this was the year of like no gameplay, as Kevin said before. So, but you know, I I have to agree. You know, we, we're all looking for you know something. You know that that's going to pass the time, and you know E3 is definitely one of them. So, Joe, what about you? Uh, for this E3, I think this E3 was better than last year's for me. But as far as you know, of all time, I mean, I say last year because everything going on personally, that E3 wasn't as uh, something for me to focus on. That was more, as I think, at the time it was going on, trying to sell my house and move and all this other stuff that was going on. So, uh, you know what? for me at least this year is that there, there was some good surprises. I mean, Al mentioned final fantasy eight remastered that, um, yet again, I'll reiterate final fantasy star online two just came out yep. of the blue and, uh, you know, breath of the wild two, I already knew it was coming. So, you know, it's you good know? To see the, well, you already knew that Nintendo put out, um, know, like a, you know, so it's not like I'm, I'm the Swami on the tonight show or something like, and that, Johnny Carson honestly, incarnate. Honestly, but, I didn't uh, really know. I didn't really know that that they had did it. You know, I'm surprised that it's coming out so quickly. Honestly, I was expecting it to well, be a lot. The thing, further. the thing about Nintendo was that uh, if they were going to do a new Zelda, an entirely new Zelda game, uh, it probably wouldn't make it out for the Switch. It probably have to be for the next system and Switch Two. Whatever they're working on. I mean, that's still out in the open too, but. Uh, um, you know, Metroid Prime, it kind of sucks, but you know, it's just they're working on it right now, and then it's probably not going to be out for a while. And there's no sense in teasing everyone on there. I think you know, they're better off, you know, when they did flash the uh, Metroid Prime 4 in the last direct last year, as far as that E3. That you know, I think it wasn't even last year, it might have been two E3s ago that they had the little teaser about it being in development, so. And so, you know, development kind of sucks sometimes. And I know they're trying to get it right, at least. So, you know, I know a lot of people wanted to see them bring the trilogy out on Switch. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking they're going to bring that out closer to when Metroid Prime 4 is going to actually be uh, unleashed on that. So, And Astral Chain. Astral Chain looks pretty tight. I have it pre-ordered. It's one of the games that I'm looking to fire up my Switch again for. So. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Astral Chain. Um, and again, I think of all the companies that presented at E3 this year, Nintendo's the one that surprised me the most going in. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm interested in a Pokemon game. And, like, Pokemon has never been my jam <laughs> in no way, shape, or form. Uh, but... For whatever reason, and I still can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's the Godzilla-sized Pokemon that you get to fight with or fight against. Um, for whatever reason, they're doing something that has uh, uh, caught my attention in, in the Pokemon space. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Diamond X Machina, uh, Astral Train, Astral Astral Chain, as mentioned before. And um, so, yeah, there there were some Nintendo was the company that surprised me. Uh, and but uh, I think overall it was, you know, between it was Square Enix and Nintendo that did it for me. Everything else 
was either kind of meh or or a letdown. So, uh, but definitely appreciate your feedback uh, for uh, for us, Alberto. And again, thank you for listening. And we're going to transition into our next item on the docket, our main event. Uh, for those who may not know, uh, the Iceborne beta. I don't know. Is this a beta or a demo? Yeah, it's a demo. Uh, it's more of a de- is it a demo? Yeah, okay. they're calling it a demo. Okay. The Iceborne demo for the upcoming uh, DLC for Monster Hunter World dropped. Uh, we all got a chance to play it this weekend. And uh, we're going to hit you up with our impressions of it uh, right about now. So, Des, why don't you take, why don't you kick things off with your impressions of Iceborne? Um, it was good. I, I, it's Monster Hunter, you know. Like I said before, you know, it's the OG, it's the, it's the granddaddy poobah of all this stuff, and and I, you know, it, it was like, it, it, for lack of a better term, it was like going home. <laughs> you know, um, Dauntless was a nice appetizer, but uh. But you uh, ready for a meal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, I was ready for this meal. You know, so, so yeah, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. It was a little interesting getting back into it with my, um, with my, uh, like that muscle memory was gone, y'all. It was gone. Like it came back a little bit, you know, when I was trying to do the rolls and the dodges. But, but it's just trying to remember the button presses and stuff because when we played it, we just like went into it. Like we, we just went in. Like we just seriously just went in. You know, just. All right, let's do this. So we just kind of started fighting stuff, and you know, we went to the middle. It was weird. We went, we did the well. When I was with you guys, I think you guys had played a little bit before I got home and, and jumped on. But for me, we did the 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 big the big like moose elk thing in the middle, like the the intermediate one. Then we went back into the jaggy. Poor jaggy. Jaggy gets no love. I'm sorry. Poor jaggy. <laughs> so we did jaggy. You know, which Joe died, which is hilarious. He th- thought it was the the Ubers. Stop rolling your eyes, Joe. I know you're rolling your <laughs> eyes. Uh, but that was fun. You know, we had a, we had a lot of fun with that. And then um, and then the T-Rex, you know, he fought him twice. And I was like, okay, it's midnight. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so, so yeah, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't take the T-Rex to take the T-Rex. So. But I'm ready. Like I'm ready to to play it. For some reason, I thought that the T-Rex was bigger in the other versions, but maybe it's not. I don't know. But um, I thought the grapple mechanic was great. You know, that way everyone now can get on top of a monster without having to vault uh, using the um, the lance. Another lance. The um, I can't remember what it's called. The uh, the spear thing. I can't remember what it's called. The insect glaive. You know, everyone can now. You know, get on top of the monster. You know, and and do like a, a cute little combo and stuff. I didn't really see what the new moves were. Uh, again, it was just to play it to get to get back into it, you know, to to kind of whet your appetite. And I'm really glad that they did this. Like, I'm really glad that they gave this demo and said, "Hey, you know, remember us? We're still here. We're still working on it. Here you go." So, I think this was the the the, the best thing they could do to to get people back interested in it and let everyone play it who had played it because you know there's always going to be those people who were who are Monster Hunter diehards. Like us, and then, um, and then those are people that are kind of like, okay, I haven't played this in a while, you know, because it came out last, last, like it's it's a year and a half old, so, so you know, some people you know might not be playing it as much as they as as they were, so 
they, they needed this. They needed the shot in the arm because if they were expecting people just to go out from the strength of playing a, a year and a half old game, you know, to, to buy this DLC, I think that's not, you know, I think people were going to do that. So I'm glad that they did it this way. And I think some other companies can take a, uh, you know, can take a look, uh, a look, see, but you know, and, and, and not, not, and having everything be kind of free to play and all this other stuff, not free to play, but like, you know, all the DLC being free and, and, and the additions and all the updates, it's not, I guess not DLC technically, but all the all the updates. So I, I I'm I'm happy with it. I think the new area looks great. Um, the new monsters look cool. Uh, yeah, and and it was hilarious because I'd been playing Dauntless for a while, and I was kind of like, okay, you know, you know, Fort Hunter is I think what Kevin called it. So it's like Fortnite. It's like Fort Hunter. Anyway. So so I was playing that and I was kind of like I was okay with it. I was like, "All right, this is kind of fun. You know, it's not bad. You know, you run in, you kill the monster, you leave. Okay, you run in, you kill the monster, you leave." You know, but then going back to Monster Hunter, like like we were spoiled with Monster Hunter. Like Dauntless, I I, I don't think I can go play Dauntless anymore. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> like seriously, I'm like, mm. Oh, you know, I'm kind of I kind of in the same boat. I mean, Dauntless is great, but uh, there's no, you know, hooks on there. It's 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 you know, it's just like it's a easy digestive like gameplay loop for Dauntless. But to me, it's like you know, after paying the sixty dollars for Monster Hunter World and comparing the two, it's like you know, it's like uh, maybe comparing an elementary school level, like you know. Uh, class versus a uh, college course you know and i hate to say it but it's just the difference in complexity the difference in uh, just the uh, breadth of the world a little bit you know graphical fidelity you know so on and so forth so i i appreciate that my monster hunter is not you know so <laughs> stylized as dauntless and fortnite at least it's not for the <laughs> It's a popular game, but it's not made for you know the masses. It's not doesn't look like you could watch it on like Nickelodeon or something. So. <laughs> Facts. Mm, I agree. But again, yeah. a great game, love it. You know, and I cannot wait to buy Iceborne and play it. Um, and then, uh, oh, and I know that we I know we were talking about you know actually jumping back into it, and I actually thought about you know playing through and. You know, deleting my old character and then playing a whole, all the way through again. But I thought that's kind of crazy. So I, I don't know if I'm going to mm. do all that. But uh, I'll, I'll do it if you do it. At I least you start crazy man. <laughs> at least to start out with, at least. So crazy, crazy man. Well, all right, Joe. What have you thought? Oh uh, no, I I enjoyed it quite well. It's just almost like uh, going back to an old friend, you know, or you know, as far as talking to someone you haven't talked to in a while, just like diving into it, you know. And the problem with Monster Hunter World for me is it's like it came out mainly last year, and last year I didn't keep up with it as much. Uh, and uh, by the time I would resume gameplay with it, it just seemed like <laughs> I could not, uh, you know, go back, you know, because you guys both beat the game. I have not beaten the actual campaign yet. I think I was on the second Elder Dragon, which I don't know the name of off the top of my head. But <laughs> which, one, um, which one was it? Actually, were you going to say something before you started? I think I think you were going to say something. It sounded important. Oh, no. no. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, what Elder Dragons did you beat, actually? I don't remember the names. Oh. Now, no, 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 no. So. What did they look like? Because was it, was it the it, I know it was, the, it was the... the second one. It was the oh, second. I, well, I just... I I remember I just kind of played them all and beat them and was done with it. So yeah, 
Yeah, I think at the time we were just, you know, it was too much of a grind towards that time on there. But, uh, you know, part of me with Monster Hunter World just had to do with the fact that uh, uh, just with all the, you know, because me and my ex-wife played it quite a bit. And then, you know, with the whole thing with uh, my divorce last year and everything on that kind of put the game on ice for me for a while, literally and figuratively uh, for other things. And so it's just like. You know, I'm kind of ready and, and I'm open to go back to the game and, and actually enjoy it uh, for what it is without any of the uh, prior stigmata uh, that I did with, uh, you know, playing the game with the company I kept when I was playing it, you know, when it came out on there. So I'm thinking it's a, it would be a good good thing for me. That's why I'm thinking about playing it now versus waiting for Iceborne to come out. That way, once Iceborne comes out, I could kind of hit the ground running with the content a little bit, so... So that's what my thoughts are on it. And I wouldn't mind starting fresh, too. I mean, if you're up for it, Desmond, I am down. If any of you listeners are out there wanting to dive into Monster Hunter World, I mean, I promised Chris Brown from the uh, Gamer Husbands podcast to play it on Xbox. It's on Games Pass as well on there. So I'll have to see whether I either resume uh, my playthrough on PSN and on PS4, decide to play a new campaign either on PS4 or the Xbox or just wait for Iceborne to come out. So, Yeah, I mean, I mean that'd be that'd be interesting. Like, let us know in the comments or send us an email. You know, let us know. Like, are you going to are you going to restart your character? You know, are you just going to pick up, you know, fresh and just kind of do it? You know, is it crazy to do that? Because, I mean, like with Destiny, I restarted a lot. You know, in Destiny. I don't know why. It's just a lot because you're loot and whatnot. But to me, I don't want to jump back in and say, okay, I'm, I have some parts of this armor set I'm trying to work towards this part. And it's just like trying to play like a Japanese RPG and jumping in after not playing for like eight months. You don't know where you're at. You know, forgot what the story was. You know, don't know what net next point you're going towards and that kind of thing. So a lot of the drive at Monster Hunter was gear related. And that's like, you know, I almost would want to start fresh. Just the simple fact that, um, you know, I wouldn't mind. Granted, it's a grind, but, you know, I think now that I would have a kind of a game plan to put forward to not grind so much for everything, but for only certain things I absolutely want on there to, you know, get the better use of my time kind of going on there. So, so just it is something to kind of keep in mind on there. So. And Kev, what's your uh, you know big takeaway with uh, Iceborne for yourself? So, I liked it. Um, I think the I like well. These are all new monsters to me now because I didn't play any of the other prior uh, Monster Hunter games. Uh, but the uh, the Ban Banbaro and the Tigrex were enjoyable fights. Tigrex was just super challenging. That thing is is like sonic fast in some of his attacks and he hits like a freight train. So, um, I, I tried using, uh, ranged attacks with, with, uh, Tigrex and I don't know how effective that really was. Cause my weapons are the charge blade and the bow are the two weapons that I use. Uh, maybe when, um, when Iceborne launches, I will try using some of the some of the different weapons. But when it when it comes to get this game and 
games of its ilk that give you a wide variety of weapons and gear to use. I like what I like and I <laughs> and I don't I don't really like to change too much because I'm used to how these things work, used to how these things function and uh, I enjoy the gameplay loop uh, within the weapons and the gear that I use itself. So um, I might try something different. And then again, I might stick to to what I the tried and true that I've <laughs> been using since the beginning. I also like the switch axe as well. Um, and I think on my character, um, one of the things I, I never did do was trying to finish out my switch axe build. So uh, that might be something I'm not starting over. I, I, put, in <laughs> okay. too, I, too, I put in too much time. <laughs> I ain't going to do all that. But, but I, I do have a switch axe build uh, that I was working on um, kind of intermittently throughout my entire gameplay. Uh, so when when I jump back in, I'll probably focus more on using the switch hacks and getting better with that and getting the gear that uh, kind of suits that wep- that style, uh, that weapon style. But I'm in agreement. The new locations are really neat. Uh, the new location is really neat. That the the snow effects are great. Um, the fact that walking through waist high snow has an effect on how you move and how you maneuver and you have to take that into consideration uh where you fight these monsters um i i it's it's a good game it's a really really good game and i'm all in with this dlc uh day one so uh, wow. I will be joining you guys uh, when when Iceborne drops, and it's I'm I'm kind of in a way I'm kind of glad that I'm putting Destiny down because I I don't think I have that much time in my that much free time in my life right now to fully embrace both a a game like Destiny two and a game like Monster Hunter. It's like one is going to have to take precedence. So, in a way, it's a good thing that I'm not that I'm not digging the season of opulence because I can kind of put the put Destiny on chill and uh, kind of focus my uh, games as a service uh, <laughs> uh, itchings uh, through Monster Hunter. So. On the answer to your question, Kevin Tigrex is not the first. Uh, appearance in iceborne he's been in like uh all the way back from monster hunter 2 on there in fact monster hunter freedom unite yeah he's an old and guy monster hunter freedom 2 they both had like ice areas on there and so this is kind of bringing back old like monster hunter memories for both me and desmond on there you know b- between him and uh, kezu man kezu uh, if, if he's in iceborne i will <laughs> Yeah, he he will be prominent. You you will you will remember Kezu. I hope they will work him up and, and put him in <laughs> on there. So uh, Kezu is almost like a it's like a uh, an ice like um, like I don't know how to describe him. He's it's like a uh, monster that like carry. Help me out, Desmond. Is it like a? Um, it's like it's a giant. Like a, it's like a giant uncircumcised penis. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously, was, that's was, what it looks like, and it sucks on the, the wall, and it's it's it's, it's like, it lays it's like a, eggs, it's like and an it, ice ant eater. 
Not so, even close, like, dude. No, it is. It is. It's. It's a nasty looking monster. It's, it's a nasty and yeah, he, he spawns these <laughs> babies that are looking around. They look like basically white maggots that just sitting there going, like you know, suck on you and stuff. It's, it's like it's pretty disturbing I'm to fight him. Pretty and he's, picture, gentlemen. And he's and he's blind <laughs> and he can and he can and he hug he, he sucks on the ceiling with his tail and he's and he's and he's poisonous and like the armor he made was really good. He's in. I don't know. It was just—it was just always hard to fight against him because you can't see any eyes, and he has these like, like I don't know. Just, just, just yeah, he, go um, and look at a picture. Go and look at a picture of him, y'all. If you don't, if you never play Monster Hunter, <laughs> it is terrifying. And and if he's in the game, I'm like, oh lord. And like, and like, he he'll he'll throw these egg sacs at you, and then they explode and poison clouds. And then um, and then uh, he'll he'll like put his like butt down where his tail is and then he'll like like like, like the alien queen from like uh aliens 2 where she had the little thing and she and she put that egg out it's like that and i was just like Ugh. so yeah he's not a oh and he's and he's just he's just not a good person to fight like i ugh, i did not like fighting him <laughs> that's why i'm looking forward to fighting him <laughs> If he's in there, if he's in there, so I mean, you can't have a snow area and not put him in there. Like, I would be really uh, yeah, I think disappointed I think they if they did. I mean, like that'd be a huge fail. That'd be a huge fail on their part if they don't put him in there. Awesome. And, and Kieran, Kieran, man. Oh god. Oh Kieran. Oh that <laughs> damn lightning horse unicorn thing. Oh yeah. My Little Pony on steroids. I'm good. <laughs> I'll, I'll be welcome like greatest hits, man. Put some conga longa in there, man. Conga longa farting on people? No, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's like maybe the because I know like you know Pokemon is not going to have all of the all of the Pokemon in it. Maybe Monster Hunter will 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 have all of its monsters in it at some point. I mean, they're all seem to be migrating to this new world. I have no idea how the conga longa is going to get there, but whatever. Because he ain't got no wings, he can't fly. But so yeah, I know, I know. But then what's it McCaw like the, the the angry pickle got there, so hey, maybe it's an underground railroad for Monster Hunter Monsters. I don't know. <laughs> Are you talking about the Devil Joe or which yeah, one? Yeah, the Devil about? Joe. Yeah, yeah, the Angry Pickle. Yeah, I'm surprised he got there. I'm all thinking about this, like what's her name? The 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 woman with the with the, with the gorillas, Jane Goodall. It's like just, there's like a Jane Goodall for like Monster Hunter Monsters, like all all ferreting or like ferrying them to the new world. <laughs> like the Harriet Tubman of Monster Hunter. <laughs> there you go, Harriet Tubman of Monster Hunter. There you go. Oh, be we'll be all. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at that uh, Monster Hunter uh, movie trailer or not, but <laughs> I don't know. Is it? It's out. There's a trailer for uh, it. There's a trailer. Yeah, look on the internets on there. But you know, lo and behold, it has the same actress from all the Resident Evil movies, uh, Mila. Jolovich in it so. sounds terrible. It, it, it kind of looked okay. It looked okay. I mean, uh, we'll see if if an that hour and a half. Sounds like will... a Netflix rental, <laughs> right? Not even that. It, it's supposed to be a theatrical release, so you it take is. it for what it's worth. Yeah. But like, do you? I mean, did you hear the uh, the the uh, I guess the uh, the elevator pitch for it? It's it's it takes place. What I understand, it takes place in the modern world, and like a hunter from the Monster Hunter world gets transported to our world, and a couple of monsters, and he has to fight them, you know, with like his sword. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm good. Yeah, thank you. 
that may that may be a a, a free red box rental because <laughs> I get those a lot in my emails. <laughs> Ugh, this sounds bad, if at all. So, so folks, well, um, again, uh, if you had the opportunity to play through the Iceborne demo, uh, feel free to hit us up uh, and let us know what your thoughts were. And after we've given our opinions on that, uh, we've got Trader Joe lined up to kick things off with the news. So, Trader Joe, why don't you take the helm on that and let folks know what's been going on in the gaming world. All right, y'all. Just a lot of residual information from E3, so we'll kind of cover things a little bit that's come out in the last week or two on there. So, first things off. Your game and my favorite game ever, Gears of War 5, they have announced uh, as far as Season Pass and DLC. Uh, what their plan is right now is that it's not going to have a uh, Season Pass. Uh, the game's multiplayer uh, will be available for no additional cost. All DLC maps that come to Gears 5 following a September release will be made completely for free, both in matchmaking and private play. And furthermore, gear packs will be also going away this time, meaning that RNG rewards will be entirely absent. And instead, if you purchase new items, all you have to do is go directly to the endgame store and buy them exactly what you want on there. So there is no season pass, no loot box, or anything else going on with Gears 5 on there. So... Uh, so look forward to the game on September 10th. I don't know if anyone on this show is going to be purchasing this game. All right, I think you let your uh, opinion known about Gears 5, right, Ken? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the new crew. Uh, like I said, the girl is the least annoying of the bunch. Um, depends on if Marcus is a more prominent aspect, a more prominent character. Uh, he's, uh, he's on the cover art so yeah well if if maybe this will probably be something i try on game pass for a dollar <laughs> run through the campaign and call it a day uh, yeah, I'll, I'll i'll definitely see if i could have the time but this is the same month that borderlands uh, 3 and <laughs> iceborne is coming out so oh you uh, ain't sniffing near this game come <laughs> on this, this is be real <laughs> this is a this is a game pass <laughs> This is a game pass. Hey, if if there's enough people playing it uh, in my other crew at, at the gaming uh, gamer husbands, at least on there, maybe I'll get a chance to at least dabble in it and get a taste at least. So we'll, we'll have to see. So let's Believe figure out. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the other console, the Xbox, uh, they have kind of rumored around. I know the rumor was is that they were going to release two consoles with next year. Uh, the codename Anaconda and the codename Lockhart. Lockhart being the uh, smaller version with streaming options on there. But lo and behold, um, they, uh, in wording at E3 and then further interviews from that point, uh, stating that they are going to be releasing only the Anaconda version of the console on there. So, so even though they mentioned plural in prior discussions about the uh, Project Scarlet um, that they have notated that they are now going down to one single console to come out next year on there. I'm not sure why the change is, but uh, I think uh, one that two consoles launched at the same time would be kind of confusing 
to say the least. And uh, if two consoles come out at the same time, there's a possibility that the, the games might be underpowered, possibly, because, you know, developers have to worry about not developing not just for one model of the console, but two separate SKUs. And whatever, if the, if the less powerful one is not, uh, you know, whether they're just going to try to upscale their games. And I'm thinking they need to focus on one console and get it right on this. So, so that, yeah, I think it's a good decision on there. Um, we'll have to see more when they announce what this actual console is. We'll see on there. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I'm, it kind of seemed it kind of would seem like a, a redundant product given their plans for xCloud or what they want to do with xCloud yeah um, and the fact that you can you know that you you'll be able to use your console to stream your games to your mobile devices you know what 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 was that that place PlayStation called it was it play was it it wasn't play anywhere was it it was no no it was remote it was play. I forget what PlayStation called remote that function. play remote play yeah yeah it's basically remote play it is uh, that yeah. PlayStation was doing from the jump on the PlayStation Four uh, but uh, it would just kind of seem a very it be like you were saying very confusing to. Uh, uh, people who aren't in the know who are looking to buy an Xbox and say, well, okay, what does this box do as opposed to the other box do? And that would mean that there would Microsoft would have four boxes available on the market. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, the Xbox One, One S, the Xbox X. One X, and the Xbox Lockhart, and the Xbox Scarlet. That would oh. be four consoles that would be sitting on shelves at one time. Uh, you're which not, one are we talking, you're, which one you're, we talking about again? There's so many different consoles coming out from Xbox. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you forgot about the Xbox One S all digital as well, that's another skew, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so whoa, whoa, whoa. five. I'm a little confused. <laughs> what, what was this news article about? Uh, basically, there was rumored that they were supposed to come out with new two new next-generation console models on there. Uh, Why? Codename Anaconda and Lockhart. The, supposedly, the, the Anaconda would be the Xbox One X equivalent to the new console, meaning super-powered, like <sighs> uber-duber, you know, muscle power, and then they were bringing out a smaller box, possibly with streaming capabilities. That's meaning much more that, consumer-friendly? Yeah, that it's supposed to retail for like around 200 250 bucks, like be really cheap and be at a... Uh, cheaper price point on there and having some sort of the um, heavy lifting as far as like say if you bought a anaconda system i think the concept would be that you would still be able to play the same game that would be available on the new xbox console but some of the stuff would be handled in the cloud as far as the computing mm. is concerned kind of similar to uh, the google stadia uh, concept would there still be physical media though uh, I'm not sure if they were planning on the Lockhart being physical media or not, or whether it's going to be the right. same game disc. I, I, to me, it's it sounds confusing, unless they clarified what their intentions were. Um, but they are they're basically stating that they were th thinking of br about bringing a series of new consoles, yeah. and they're just going to bring out one, which is going to be the Project Scarlet, which is going to be the Anaconda. It's going to be the Xbox One X equivalent. But super duper uh, powered, super duper powered. Yeah. yeah. But I so. think that I think so. So okay. So they're so at this point they're only going to bring out the Scarlet. Period. Correct. 
Well, okay. the anaconda portion of the Scarlet. Okay, the anaconda portion of the Scarlet. Yeah. So, but how long do you think before they actually release that super cheap consumer, you know, discless? Uh, it's you the know, sad. They, might, they might look forward well, to. Sorry, the sorry, what was that, Kev? It's the Xbox One sad. That uh, I that, that that's there, and it's not really. No, well, super I think. Cheap. It, I it's, think they, it's what they were trying to do. I, I think that was kind of like the test bed for what the Scarlet family of devices might have been. And since no one's releasing sales numbers out of there, I'm not thinking that the sad went over very well. No, I think so either. I, I'm thinking they probably scrapped the Lockhart portion, like the discless, like you know, less powerful version of that console because of the fact that Google has already has them beat with the uh, Stadia. Yeah. With the Stadia, yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, it's just using a Chromecast for God's sake. So if they really wanted to bring out a streaming um, competition to Google, they're not going to be bringing out a box for 250 bucks that has a little bit less powerful than the Anaconda. I think they're just going to bring out a total just streaming version of the Xbox platform on there, whether it's on some sort of like, you know, surface device or whether it's some sort of uh, you know dongle you'd be able to cook up to your tv or someone so so on and so forth i could see them doing that in the future possibly but no well, well not, i just not not for me though i could tell you that no i just i don't know like that just all seems sort of like another thing where xbox doesn't know what they're doing you know and i'm just like oof like I just don't have any like I try so hard to have consumer faith with them or brand and brand loyalty. I try to, you know, but oof, they make it really hard. They make it really, <laughs> really hard to root for them. I don't uh let us know in the comments or in um or, or send us an email. Like, you know, are you excited for this Scarlet thing? You know, are are you gonna run out and get it? You know, what what's like what are your what what are your hot takes on on this new system? Because it seems like we're getting systems like all the time now. It's like you're gonna get a new PlayStation Four, get or a new PlayStation. You know, gonna get a new Switch, smaller Switch. It's like you know what's going on. You know, it, 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 it seems like the the console cycles, the console life cycles, getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And like, are they doing this in order to to, to really, you know, it kind of makes it like you know, like are they doing this to try to make the consumers mad? So consumers would be like, why do I have to buy a console at the time when I can just buy, use the Stadia? I don't have to buy a console anymore. You know, is that what they're trying to do? Is this some giant conspiracy? Just kidding. I don't know. I'm just fucking with you. But I'm just saying, you know, it'd be kind of funny, you know. You know to, well, you, well, you got to remember, this generation started in 2013. The the PS4 Pro and the 1X kind of threw it, kind of threw everybody for a loop for this, yeah, like, towards right. the end of the right. end of the life cycle uh 4k oriented uh consoles but by the time these new these new uh consoles uh come out next year it's gonna be it's gonna have been about seven years yeah uh so it's we're we're in line for a new generation of consoles but the 1X and the Pro kind of seems it seems like they reset the clock. So people yeah. are thinking, well, wait a minute. They just came out with the Pro and the 1X two and three years ago, right? It's like, well, no, because it's those were not new generations of hardware. You yeah. know what I think? And I, and I think and I think and I believe I know who to blame is that for that is. And I think that was Nintendo when they released the Wii and then the Wii U so close to each other. 
and and that sold and the Wii U sold really really well and so people were like Nintendo or um Sega not Sega sorry uh PlayStation or Sony and Microsoft were like well damn you know people are going to buy you know this consoles that's so close to each other and, and this is like a a marginal upgrade hell let's do that too and they did it and that's why we have an Xbox Pro and a you know sorry an Xbox a PS4 Pro and an Xbox you know X one X or whatever mm, I thought they were more looking at the cell phone market, possibly looking to see that the votees would easily go in and purchase the next iPhone, the next uh, Galaxy on there. It's kind of a similar thing, you know, where um, you're releasing uh, something in the same line on there. You know, these new, all these new consoles, both the new Xbox and PlayStation, are going to be both backwards compatible. So it's almost similar for the fact, we'll have to see um, as far as how far back they go on there. I know the rumor, at least through the um, registered trademark, is that Sony's thinking about maybe even going further beyond PlayStation 4 on there. But we talked about this before. Yeah, we have. On there. So, And the same thing, Xbox, they pulled all the backwards compatibility uh, games. They're not converting any more games for the Xbox One right now because they took the... uh, team that was doing the engineering to make their back catalog backwards compatible they're going to move them on to the uh, project scarlet to make sure i'm thinking they're thinking about having the game uh, system come out day and date and maybe having even more backwards compatibility uh, uh, with that than even on the xbox one on there so you finally might get your mech warrior at some point kevin (laughs) hopefully with the launch of this thing, I don't know if that would spurn you to buy a new Xbox just so you could play Mech Warrior, Mech Warrior Two, or not. But no, I, <laughs> I mean it, it's it's like it. I, I I would I would probably get one to play a new Mech, Mech Warrior or a re, or a, a, a remake of Mech Assault One or Two, uh, like a real from the ground up remake. Uh, right. That would probably work, but I mean. We can talk power and specs all day till the cows come home, but it comes down to with comes down to on these boxes is the content. Yeah. If the games are not hitting, then the console itself, its power is meaningless. Yeah. And without compelling content, uh, Xbox is is at least for me. And you know, hey, if if, if Halo Four is in gears. And a few other a few other games from these uh, thirteen plus studios that Microsoft has acquired is that if that's all you need, hey, more power to you. But for me, uh, PlayStation has spoiled me on their level of diversity of available games, um, from Japanese stuff to European stuff to what you know, American stuff, everything in between. Um, I'm not limited in the type of in the game types uh, that I'm exposed to on this platform. And I think the switch is kind of moving into that into that area now as well with uh, a lot of the indies that are hitting on that on that platform as uh, plat- platform too. And Microsoft has got to come out with quality AAA games. We can't let this be like oh well it, we can get it a, get it on game pass and you're playing it for free uh game pass cannot be an excuse for mediocrity and hopefully that is the plan going forward with microsoft and you know i'll be in a holding pattern until i see what they do with regards to their next gen con uh console 
Well, the thing about it is, is that you should be able to play a lot of these games coming out at least on the less powerful box on your Xbox One X. So you do have an opportunity more than likely to still, uh, at least at the beginning of the generation, at least to still play some of the games on your Xbox One X, if, if so inclined, and also on PC as well on there. So. Uh, before I move on, just want to say something real quick. Um, back to just want to go back to Monster Hunter World Iceborne real quick. Um, so they list it as a beta, and just a really quick. I have a problem with them calling it a beta because the beta for me says that they're actually possibly gonna change things or do something with it or do something different. This is a demo, just FYI, and I, and I think you know labeling stuff correctly you know uh makes sense so and if and if please someone out there if if this is just actually a beta and they're gonna you know change things or something or or please let me know but it seems super finished to me so i just don't like that it's like i think beta and demos get thrown around a little bit too synonymously and i don't think that's i just don't think it's correct you know in my opinion so what are your thoughts about demos versus betas and, and what your expectation is so let us know, you know, send us some feedback about that. You know, am I being, am, am, am I making too much of it or are they exactly the same thing? Let us know. So go ahead, Joe. I just wanted to say that because I was just like, that's weird. I thought it was a demo because it played like a demo, but it's actually a beta. So, Well, I'm thinking they're usually main, using this uh, beta demo to test out the network capability of the game mm-hmm. on there. I know with a lot of splash screen, but uh, have any thoughts, Kevin? Um, you know, I kind of feel when when I think of beta, I'm thinking, uh, like server stress tests and stuff like that. And I want to say that they mentioned that in the startup screens, uh, as you're bringing Iceborne, as Iceborne is booting up. Uh, I, I kind of think that beta is kind of tossed a little bit too freely. I'm, I'm in in agreement with you on, on that, Des. Um, I think there, there really should be. This 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 screams more of a demo. This says Thank demo. Uh, <laughs> beta. If you really want to test the servers, you really want to test that. Let me import my original save character, you know, and let me utilize that within the confines of this of this demo, you know, um, all the different variations because everything was kind of preset for you you just hit okay i want this face at nowhere near the level of uh uh in-depth customization that's available in in the actual game so i'm i'm kind of in line with it being a demo too well awesome <laughs> as, a, as a side note because i just that's another thing that kind of annoys me when people say that because they did that with um with uh, what you want to call it, um, Division Two, in which Division Two was actually a beta, uh, was actually a, they called it a beta two, but it was actually a demo or something to that effect, and and people were like, well, no, you know, this is not a beta, but whatever. Yeah, I think the last true beta would have probably been Fallout seventy six when you really think about it. So yeah. But again, I digress. Just something I wanted to pull up, you know, and how and how you know this marketing speech and stuff can be, you know, can be synonymous, and you know, it means the same thing, but actually, technically, does it really? Does it? So, yeah. just saying, temper your your expectations, folks, about what when when they say stuff like this to you. So, all right, more news. 
More news, yes. Uh, if you haven't already been excited for Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, there is going to be at least 25 to 30 hours of content for this next game coming out. So that would make Youngblood the longest entry in the series to date. Um, they stated that this game has a little bit more of an open area uh, based in comparison to previous Wolfenstein games, so look forward to more exploration, side missions, and previous titles on there. But uh, basically, even though it's a pretty short production time, that's their biggest game to date on there. Uh, story is lighter in content as well as tone as well, So, but they wanted to do more of a level progression in the game and some nonlinear narrative uh, uh, to kind of co- go along with the cooperative gameplay in the campaign that you're able to play. On that side, it was kind of surprising to see the kind of change in tone, but uh, at the same time, I think uh, this is by Arcane Studios. This is not the same studio that did the last uh, two games. The Machine Games was the one that went ahead and processed it. I know Arcane is giving a, a definitely input with this particular game, so it's just uh, might might be on my radar a little bit more now, uh, thinking about the length of content and side missions, so on and so forth on that so any thoughts you guys about the new wolfenstein coming out yeah it's a hard pass for me thank you yeah i'm i'm kind of thinking i don't know <laughs> it's, it's it's an i don't know this would probably be like a black uh black friday get if if anything because love the first one from beginning to end did not like the second one about halfway in uh, and those were both by the same publisher, you know, Machine Games did both those two games. So, I this uh, I, is this supposed to be like a forty or fifty dollar title? It is thirty if you buy the regular edition. The deluxe edition for forty includes what's called a buddy pass. So, okay, yeah, if someone if someone that you know buys the deluxe edition, uh, basically you'll be able to invite them to go in and play with you for free. Okay, so. so 30 40 bucks is not a big a bigger pill to swallow than uh, as 60 so i'm more likely to give it a shot at that price point given my experience with the two prior games so it's it's a maybe it's a maybe and even then it still may be a black friday get so i don't know yeah if i pick it up it might be something to wear hey buddy desmond <laughs> Kevin, you want to play with me? Let's let's go. Let's, let's Kevin, some, telling you, you can you can you can hang out with Joe and play it. I'm not. Nope. I'm good. You don't, you don't want to kill Nazis? Come on, Desmond. I'm good. You're good. Okay. Well, listeners, let us know if you're going to play it. Hell, invite Kevin or even Desmond to play in your game. <laughs> but it was just so weird though there. because I was watching the. Uh, oh, you said on there, didn't you? Yeah. Um, right. Sorry, I, I cut you off. I'm trying not to cut people off when I'm. When no, it's I'm talking. okay. Go okay. for it. Um, no, so there was a, like I was watching the demo for that, and it just I don't know because it's first person and it's fine, but then I was watching him do the co-op, and I don't know. So the like one of them ran in the field of view of the other one, and the running just looks so stiff, and I was like, mm? so I don't know. Like this, this game just does not appeal to me, and what they're wearing, and this sort of like you know, I don't know, just just. Yeah, I just wasn't. I'm good. I don't need to play that game. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Good deal. Well, you Speaking get to throw you get to throw hand signs to give each other power ups too, so you can be like Naruto throwing these, you know, <sighs> shadow clone jutsu type, you know, <laughs> hand signs at each other to give herself boost. 
groan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In other news, uh, we had more clarification about Marvel's Avengers campaign on there. So IGN had an interview uh, with uh, the, uh, let's see, which person was this here? Uh, from the developers of Crystal Dynamics. They basically said that the campaign portion of Marvel's Avengers will not feature a multiplayer component whatsoever on there. So basically what that means is that you'll be able to play through the story of Marvel's Avengers single player, but the, well, the game will offer secondary modes in which you'll be able to play with your friends on there what how exactly these modes will be or how will they operate have not been divulged as of yet but square said they will likely say a lot more as we near the uh release in may of 2020 on there so obviously they're going to have to explain <laughs> what it is before they release the game on this so so just kind of surprising i think you know this might be a thing where you could probably go red box this thing play through the campaign if you're interested in the multiplayer component, go out and buy it afterwards if need be. After it's kind of lackluster showing at E3, um, I am kind of on the fence. You know, I think looking at Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch probably be better than playing this. But, uh, you know, any thoughts, Desmond? <laughs> <laughs> I just see every time you do that, I see, I see you... Like saying any thoughts, Desmond, and you're going up, and you're like spiking the ball to me, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like some weird like 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 tennis volleyball thing, and it's like this like a scene from like Top Gun, and you're just like, <laughs> what do you think, Desmond? <laughs> anyway, um, I have to second what you're saying about the um, it looks like you know the um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance looks better because. I'm actually thinking about buying that game because, again, I own the other two and I've bought the other two uh, multiple times on different systems. I own a next-gen version of it or an up-res version or whatever they call it. Um, so I probably am going to buy that. Um, just the comic book geek nerd you know, side of me will just not allow me not to buy it. So probably am. And it is looking better than... Uh, uh, Avengers I think I, I I'm just I'm just worried that Avengers is going to be super short it's going to be like 10 hours and we're gonna be like okay you know they're gonna set it up for like Kang the Conqueror to show up because they can do time travel bullshit with it and I'm just like uh so now you're just gonna spoon feed me DLC you know um little by little by little by little by little and then oh here you go you know next game Woo, you know I really think they're trying to create a um they're, they're, I think they're trying to create what they did with um, uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts, but I think I think they're trying to apply that same kind of formula to Kingdom uh, to this, like they did to Kingdom Hearts, in which it's going to be, you know, this kind of action RPG kind of game, but it's going to have this long narrative, you know, in which you're going to have to play the DLC, you're going to have to, you know, buy this new games, and you're going to have to do all these things in order to get the complete story. You know, and I, I think that's, you know, what they're trying to do. At least that's how it's been, seems like it's been marketed to us as this sort of like long form, you know, narrative adventure that you just kind of sign on for, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a, uh, a games with, uh, what is it, games as a service, you know, type model. And I don't know if I'm in, for, I, I just don't know if I'm in for that, you know, 
especially the way the especially the way the character models look and everyone's looks i don't know you know just i really don't know i really really do not know at this well, point hopefully they beef up the art one but them talking about oh quick time events and like you know we need to make the combat be you know compatible for everyone <laughs> i was like oh well, no they had quick time events they had quick time events in spider-man that was fine you know they just didn't overdo it and it made sense when when it made sense why he was doing it yeah you know like when you have to like press really hard to stop a car because you're tensing up your muscles like i get that you know it made sense to do that you know if they're just putting in quick time events just to do it you know to make it more quote unquote you know, action oriented. I mean, then no, that's kind of you know. I, I hope it makes. I hope there's a reason for for doing it. You know, um, but yeah, I don't think quick time events are the are the problem. I'm just saying, like, if they don't if they don't serve a purpose, or it's just kind of like you know going through the motions, and that's kind of dumb. But I don't know. Like as as a comic book fan, you know, uh, for a long time, and as a you know fan of the MCU, uh, part of me is kind of sad that it's not you know, with nestled in the MCU universe and they don't look like you know, the characters from the movies because that's who a lot of people grew up with. Like I work with someone now, you know, who, who saw the first Iron Man movie when, when she was like 11, you know, or some shit like that or 12. And I'm like, okay, these people grew up with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And then you're not going to like have him in the, in the video game. It's like, you know, who's, like whose idea was that? I mean, was what, did they not want to pay to use their likenesses? You know, is that it? Like, because because if that's the problem, y'all Disney, y'all cheap. You are cheap if that's the problem. <laughs> cheap. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I, I digress. I, I I don't know. Like, I really uh... I really hope that I can find it. I really hope it gets good reviews. I really hope that that it is an Avengers game for the ages. Uh, jury's still out. All I can do is um you know stay hopeful and uh hope it goes on sale really quickly <laughs> there you go we don't want to judge just yeah. by uh, a couple of movies and the unveiling i mean we gotta see yeah. when the the chef the chefs are ready to you know bring serve their uh, serve it up get their dish out on there so what are your thoughts kevin I'm spiking it to you buddy I have a feeling this is $60 saved for me. Ah, there you um, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've... And again, it has nothing to... Like I said last week, it, I don't care whether they look like the Marvel movie universe characters or not. The, the designs just didn't look good. The quick time events is not a positive thing. And then they talking about the, giving those marketing buzzwords about dumbing down the combat. Uh, yeah, that's that 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 sounds like sixty dollars saved. But you know, I'll you know I'll be on the purview. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be paying any attention to reviews necessarily, but I will be looking at gameplay once the game either releases or gets close to release and making a judgment off of that. But yeah, this sounds like uh, uh, it's like uh, some saved money right here. All right, and other news this in this cycle, um, there was some clarifying information about Je Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on there, and specifically, they said developer respawn says you only will be able to dismember enemies with your lightsaber in quote unquote select cases on there so 
Uh, senior designer Justin Perez explained to IGN that uh, probably only droids and spiders can have their limbs cut off from your lightsaber attacks. Boo! Humanoid characters, however, generally cannot be dismembered, and that's apparently because Disney is a family-friendly company. Uh, they said uh, separately, story artists for the Clone Wars explained to IGN that one of Disney's rules is that they should never show blood and they should hide the cut in case of decapitation. According to the rules, the burn of a lifesaver is supposed to cauterize it instantly. So, <laughs> on their life sa- lightsabers are capable of dismembering enemies, but this is rarely depicted in Star Wars media. Obviously, you remember when Darth Vader lops off Luke Skywalker's hand and when Obi-Wan cuts Darth Maul in half on there. And um, everyone missed what happened to Anakin in the third in, mm-hmm. the, in the third movie? He literally yeah. cut three of his limbs off. Okay? <laughs> and Anakin and Anakin cut off um, Mace Windu's hand in the second one. So, or, or in the third one. So, Jedi's to be straight cutting folks up. So, <laughs> I don't know why they're not doing that, and, and that is a disservice. I don't know what Disney is doing now, talking about we's family friendly now. Bullshit. Bullshit. Uh-uh. <laughs> I am mad about that. I am mad about that. Anyway. How about, how about you, Kevin? Are you mad about it as well? Uh, I'm not cool with it, so this is probably a pass for me because I think it's stupid. I mean, uh, what's that, what, what was that one? Uh, Star Killer, The one with Starkiller? Uh, Force cutting, Unleashed? Yeah, Force, the first Force Unleashed. You were hacking folks up yep. left and right. So uh, I think it was on the PC version, but I mean, if I get this game at all, it would be on PC and only after a mod is done that lets you hack folks up. I, I'm going to be, I'm a, that's just what it's going to be. Uh, this thing about how you're you're using a freaking lightsaber <laughs> that they've already shown dismemberments in the movies and those all got PG ratings. Uh, and I, and the, the way I'm looking at it is if you're going to gerber down the violence in the game, you're also going to gerber down the combat. And, I like that term, gerber down. Yeah. That's a good term. <laughs> You know, I have I I have zero. I I kind of sort of have zero faith in in EA or Disney's because this is where it's coming from. It's Disney's fault. I can't can't really put this on EA's lap. It's Disney. The House of Mouse is making its judgment call and passing its its rule down to the subordinates. Uh, I yeah, that another sixty dollars save. And, and also, I think I think it was PG thirteen. So so let's think about the, the, the movies were PG thirteen. So so let's think about it. You know, so people like thirteen. You know, that's a that's an age. You know, to be to to see your first, you know, decapitated uh, you know, limb <laughs> being cut off. I mean, that seems that seems like something like little Timmy would would need to know about. At and that this age. is an arterial spray. You know, it, it's a cauterized wound, yeah, so you're not seeing it. any blood spray. It's not you know. It's not Mortal Kombat. It, yeah. It's none of that. It, it it is, it is just these weird these weird things that I feel are going to not only ha- that are going to have an impact on the actual combat itself, which is why you play a beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. I agree. Know? And if they and if they like I said, if they gerber down the the if they're going to be gerber about this, they're going to be gerber about other things. And I'm not convinced. Uh, after hearing, after reading this and seeing this, uh, that 
this is going to be anything but that. So if I do get it at all, it'll be on PC. Uh, once the mod for uh, hacking for real hacking and slashing is released. So. Um, one thing though, um, real quick, if you, uh, there's this guy online who does these various different um, shows. Um, he's a, he's a YouTuber and he did this one of like, why you don't want certain things like usually about superpowers. And he did this one about why you don't ever want to like use a lightsaber. And it talked about like the real physics of lightsabers and how, when you have superheated plasma hit something fleshy, like a body, it usually explodes. So, or some, some, some weird stuff like that. And it's like being hit by a lightsaber wouldn't carterize the room. And you would literally explode <laughs> if you got hit by it. And that was kind of funny when you actually look I like the physics of like fantasy stuff and see, you know, what really would happen. I kind of thought it'd be really funny. At least Jedi's exploding everywhere and trying to, you know, cut people's arms off. So mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> and I'm not as passionate as you two, as far as, I mean, I don't care if there's decapitations in the game or not. I mean, I could to- totally understand why they wouldn't want to have it. I'm just hoping that this, this is a good game. Uh, for me to dip into because i'm not a big star wars guy to begin with anyway so well, i'm gonna buy the game like i'm a huge star wars fan so i'm gonna buy the game you know uh it'll probably again i'm just i'm just worried like these triple a games they they worry me you know because i'm worried that i'm gonna come out there and i'm gonna spend all this money for a dud or something that's not gonna be fulfilling you know i know that's, oh. I know that's the case with most games that, that you play it's like there's always that chance but it seems nowadays I'm a lot more gun shy, you know, about about picking up games than I used to be, you know, especially, you know, triple A games or games like that, that are on really big properties, you know, and I'm really getting scared of that word, you know, games as a service, because it's like, can I just get a game, please? Can I just can I just play a game, just a game? Yeah, this this is supposed to be just a game. So okay. we'll see. Yeah. But I don't. But but like when I say can I play just a game, I don't want like like the like. 1862 the order or something that's like eight hours long you know it looks great eight hours long no no I need, i'm gonna need a little bit more than that please you know i i didn't know this game originally started as a new ip it did actually so and uh they said they took inspiration from dark souls and bloodborne when they were initially creating the game so i mean that's kind of and then to say that you took inspiration from from dark souls i don't know like dark souls is fun and all but Mm, you know and the and the i don't know like i don't want to bag on dark souls kind of people love the shit out of that game but it's just like sometimes i don't need that level of difficulty like i just want to be a jedi i just want to run around use force powers cut people up and you can't even do that now so which which makes it which makes it even crazier though because they took inspiration from dark souls yet dark souls is one of the 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 what one is a super bloody game as you cut people and it's difficulty how can you say how can those two like those two thoughts exist? You know, oh you you can't decapitate people or or cut someone's or, or cut someone's limbs off, but it's just like Dark Souls. It's like, no it's not. <laughs> it's like like what are you trying to sell me? You know, what 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 are you really trying to sell me because right now you're you're sending me mixed mixed messages and I I just need to know. Cuz I can get it. I I can get with it, you know. Like I am an adult. I can, you know, I don't know, just be honest, please. But it's marketing people, so whatever. Anyway, I digress. All right, and then <laughs> just like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. You guys, you guys want me to get through these news sequences a little bit quicker here? No, let's we don't. Kind of... we, we can we can talk all night, buddy. 
All night long. All night. Uh, there was a, a recent tweet from Beenix, which is the developer of CTR, Crash Team Racing, that just came out on Friday. I guess there was a lot of issues with the multiplayer on there, including uh, you'll find issues of teleporting racers, ridiculous loading times, with the online gameplay, quote-unquote, as being broken on there. Is There's also team? issues... Yeah, Crash Team Racing, yes, as well as character models not syncing up with the minimap and characters winning by default because every other character has suddenly disappeared. <laughs> what? That's hilarious. Yes, so they, they have responded, though. They have tweeted out. This, this is a tweet that came out uh, Friday that says, As CTR Nitro Field launches globally and our online services ramping up, we are monitoring feedback and making adjustments to the game. An immediate fix is in the works to address the online multiplayer experience. We appreciate your patience and we'll keep you posted on there. So That's awesome. <laughs> so That's awesome. Imagine winning a match because of the fact that everyone else disappeared off the map. I mean That's, <laughs> I that's so cool. <laughs> so but uh, just wanna throw that aside and hopefully they do get that fixed sooner than later on there. So did you get a chance to play in the multiplayer today, Kevin? I did not. I had no plans of jumping into multiplayer. I'm going through the story mode first, the adventure mode first. Uh, get get that completed. Get my unlocks, and then I'll I'll venture into the online. That'll be so. Hopefully, by the time I do that, all this all this nonsense will be fixed. But you know, but it'll be fixed. It'll probably be fixed by then. Don't you want the super cool craziness? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't need teleporting racers and dropping dropping through maps and all that stuff it, it you know and i think this kind of goes back to why didn't you do this in testing <laughs> this is why what didn't you see this in, this is more than just like some some glitches that appear when you got your whole the whole team the everybody disappearing except for one <laughs> for one racer and you just win by d you can't tell me that there was not substantial testing that was just completely overlooked or not done. Isn't this what's a? Isn't this what a beta is for? <laughs> I mean, this, that's when you should have had a beta. It, I mean, th- this stuff it, it makes it makes no sense. This is like uh, Fallout seventy six ish. That's that's what this is. So, you know what I my. Uh, adoration for ctr is the campaign so i'm enjoying the campaign i will continue to enjoy the campaign and hopefully by the time i wrap that up all of this multiplayer nonsense will be settled uh so when i decide to jump in there everything will be right as rain but (laughs) come on y'all there's a reason why they call it testing you know they're probably in testing. This is it's what they call uh, a modern game release. So, <laughs> And then last but not least, my last news story for tonight in this episode. This has to do with a Japanese game getting uh, announced for the U.S. Uh, this is a game that I have played before on other platforms, including PS2. Uh, Nippon Itchy Software is going to be bringing out Disaster Report 4, Summer Memories. It's coming out in early 2020, uh, coming out for PS4, Switch, and PC on there. So uh, this game initially was supposed to come out for PS3, but uh, it was canceled after the big Japanese earthquake, the Tohoku Mm -hmm. earthquake in 2011. 
on there. So after the big earthquake happened in Japan, uh, they just shelved the game on there. But they were able to basically dust it off, working on some more. It came out um, earlier this year in Japan for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. There is a VR-compatible mode with the game as well, just in case you buy it on the PlayStation 4. But they are bringing it out in early 2020 on there. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. If you're not familiar with that disaster report series, uh, basically it's like an adventure survival game, and it usually occurs, and the whole premise of the game is that you're in the city after a natural disaster, like an earthquake or a tsunami occurs on there, and you have to kind of work your way through the city working with other NPCs that are in the... Uh, um, the city and work your way through the story basically so on there and, and it's renowned to have like uh, dozens of different choices available in conversation to be able to go and change your encounters with NPCs in the uh, actual story itself so so looking forward to that just I mentioned it on there um, so any thoughts you guys just something to keep an eye out for yeah, sounds it sounds like a niche title. Hope it does well. Um, sounds interesting. Like I'm all about you know, you know, narrative driven um, type of game. So yeah, sounds interesting. Another collector's oh. edition comes with like a first aid kit and a backpack and all that awesome. stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep an eye out for it. For sure. All right. Anything else you guys like to add before we go? Put a lid on a, this. I hope that's a real first yeah. aid kit, though. <laughs> <That'd be kinda laughs> funny. Like, can you imagine that? Some kid, you know, someone's hurt. Kids like, oh, disaster report gets it, opens up, it's nothing. <laughs> Band aids don't have shit in it. It's like that would suck so bad. I'm like, what? I think uh, I looked at it earlier. It has some branding as far as it says uh, disaster report four on it. So it's not an actual. It just comes in a box in the backpack. It's funny. It looks like exactly like the backpack in the game on there. So it's still funny. That's pretty good. Well, thank you for bringing us that news uh, for our listeners, Trader Joe. Of course. Always. Contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, you're going to want to send uh, send your messages there. If you have you've heard anything that you'd like to share your opinion on, if you want to be on the show, uh, that's where you're going to want to send your email to contact us there. We can also be reached on social media. My Twitter is shown up is shown 71 that's s-h-o-n-u-double-f the number 71 playstation network i can be reached at shown seven same spelling with the number seven uh xbox live i am shown of zero seven one again same spelling with zero seven one and on steam i am shown of 71 uh trader joe where can the fine folks get a hold of you at okay on twitter that's uh, where i'm mainly uh, hanging out socially, uh, Joe Fungal, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Also on PSN, on Nintendo Network, and also on Steam, I am under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And then also the outlier would be Xbox. I can't get Kamunagara, so I go by Mr. Fungal, capital M-R, capital F-O-N-G-U-L on there. So just hit me up on any of those platforms. And let me know. I'm more than willing to play Monster Hunter or anything else you guys want to play. I think uh, also as an aside, we're going to have a game nights again. We're going to shoot for Thursdays 
on that from here on out. So that sound like a plan for you guys? Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Where, where can folks find you, Desmond? They can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six N E M O. Uh, sorry, T H E N E M O S I X on Twitter. Um, you can find me on PS4 at uh, Nemo Tigger N E M O T G G R. Um, and you're probably not going to find me on Xbox, though. <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> Don't you have Games Pass Deluxe? Don't you have the Ultimate Games Pass? You know what? I never did it. You never did it? Okay. <laughs> I never did it. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> apologize to Phil. I should. Phil, uh, you, you gave us this uh, you gave you gave us this awesome, you know, uh this awesome incentive and I just said no. Can you still do it or is it over now? I'm not sure about the dollar upgrade thingy. I got it through like halfway through July because I, I, I forgot to kill my uh, auto renewal for Games Pass. Oh. So I just killed, turned off the auto renewal and upgraded to Ultimate for a dollar. So I got it through, I guess, what, July 15th or 16th, something like that. Of next year, right? Oh, this year. Oh, this year. Alrighty. Well, well, we can talk later about it, Joe, and you can help me, help me with it. Well, all right then, folks. We want to thank you for joining us for uh, this season five, episode three of Gaming Vessels podcast. I am Shonuff seventy one. That's Des the Bay Area Terror, and he is Trader Joe, the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And we'll be back next time. Peace.